Today on Real Philosophy, I have a very important question. A burning, greatly divisive, seemingly unanimously answered question. Do words or actions hold more importance? That may seem like a silly question. And to most people it is. But it's still a debatable question. You may ask, wow, Michael, you're really stretching it. How can you expect me to believe that this question is debatable? We shall see. I'm Michael Spencer Harmon, and you're listening to Real Philosophy, a show that argues all philosophy is vain until it gets real. Okay, so first off, let's tackle this the way that most people would seem to. Let's go ahead and say, well, Obviously, actions hold more importance. It's pretty obvious. You can just look around and see. If you act, the consequences are greater. Okay, well, why is that? One reason given for that might be that actions are supposedly self-sufficient. In other words, they don't rely on words. They can just be actions. However, it is possible to argue in response that if actions were entirely self-sufficient, communication might not be necessary at all. And yet it is. If actions were all that were required for a society to function, by this point, we wouldn't really be using words. We'd be doing mostly, if not entirely, actions. In fact, some actions may even be dependent upon words. Almost immediately, you might think, well, it's pretty obvious, Michael. If we go to nuclear war, going to nuclear war is an action that matters far greater than any words could. Perhaps, but would you go to nuclear war without poor communication? Would you go to nuclear war by default without any words at all? or even just mundane words. So, something to consider. Hmm, well, even if they're not self-sufficient, Michael, 
They're cross-cultural. Actions can be interpretable across cultures. For example, if I hug you in a typical Western culture, that communicates acceptance, embracing. If I hug you in another culture, that might still communicate acceptance, wouldn't it? Not necessarily. In fact, in some cultures, if you come at the other person with open arms, rushing towards them, they might see that as aggressive, especially if they're unfamiliar with the behavior. You see, norms and behaviors still need to be learned. They're not universal. And in that case, they are just like words anyway. In other words, if you're going to argue that actions hold more importance because they can translate across cultures, so can words. Okay, maybe, but actions offer proof of words. This is a big selling point with many people, and I understand it. Actions prove your words. They back them up. Therefore, they hold more importance than those words. But let's examine that point. What exactly do you mean by proof? And I'm not nitpicking here. I'm saying that you're relying on the fact that those actions are true. If actions hold more importance because they can prove your words, then those actions must be true. However, actions can be faked, just like words can be faked. So being able to prove something is not sufficient because actions themselves can be faked. The fourth and final reason I'll cover for actions potentially being more important than words is a reason that I admit when I thought about it, it gave me quite a struggle in trying to even believe that I could counter it. That reason is actions result in a graver punishment than words would. Think about that. Actions would result in graver punishment. Many people have this in mind when they say that actions speak louder than words. The consequences are greater. But is that true universally? 
Can you not functionally, for example, murder someone with your speech? Take away their livelihood? Take away their ability to enjoy their life? Make it worth living? Even if we don't take that extreme case, on the whole, are we going to argue that actions always produce a greater consequence than words? Even if we were to say, well, going to jail for a crime is certainly a greater punishment than being told you committed a crime. Yes, that's true. But aren't you basing that punishment on a word-based law? In other words, aren't you basing the action of a punishment on a foundation of something that was communicated through words and therefore justified it? So, those are some reasons why you might think actions are more important than words. But now we need to consider if words are actually more important than actions. For one, words allow communication. Think about how much is communicated strictly through words and not actions. Someone might argue on the sheer whole total, words communicate far more than actions and therefore hold more importance. But a swift counter to that, of course, is that words cannot communicate everything. Sometimes it's not enough to say, I forgive you, for example. Sometimes you actually have to follow that up. Simply saying, I forgive you, may not be enough. And in that case, the words themselves are surely not more important than the actions. As a second point, for words being more important, they allow clarity. In other words, sometimes actions can be wildly misinterpreted and therefore require clarification in words. Let's say, for example, I offered someone something to drink. They might believe that I am extending friendship to them. That's perfectly normal and perfectly natural, and I may in fact be doing that. However, that is an assumption that they are making. If I offer someone who comes into my home a bottle of water because they are working hard, perhaps I'm just being hospitable. 
Perhaps I'm not trying to be their friend and offer consoling or offering my ear for them to call on my phone anytime they feel depressed. So intent may require words to clarify it. However, even if words offer clarification, meaning can be fluid. In other words, if the point is words are more important because they offer clarity, words are often unclear. Meaning can change. Just look at culturally acceptable sayings in the 1800s. Words' meanings have changed. And they will continue to change. So if your point is that words are more important because they offer clarity, you have to deal with the fact that clarity is not always something being offered by words. If that's not a good enough reason... Perhaps a more convincing one might be that words can offer guidance. In other words, how am I supposed to do this thing? How am I supposed to do thing A? Well, you do thing A by committing action one, action two, and action three. That certainly seems like a good selling point. Until we realize that even in the example, we're relying on actions for that guidance to be meaningful. So even if you can communicate clearly a way to guide someone to do something without actions, there's no need to guide anybody to do anything. A fourth reason someone might give for thinking that words are more important is another one that I personally struggled with when I thought about it. And that is that words can maintain relationships when actions are not possible. In other words, you may have a strained relationship or a broken one or one of long distance that requires words, and especially the efficacy of words, to be sustained and successful. Many, many relationships, and I don't mean romantic ones per se, I could, but I could also mean family relationships, business relationships, diplomatic relationships, so many relationships rely upon the ability to communicate in words. Because of that reliance, words would therefore be more important. Or so the argument would go. 
but can you have a relationship without any action at all? In other words, when words offer that clarity, communication, the ability to succeed in a healthy, positive relationship, what kind of relationship is it if it isn't based on action in the first place? Let's say you spend six months working out a contract with a partner. And all this time, you are conversing through emails and letters, correspondence, lawyers' communication, etc. And then no partnership ends up happening. What were you supporting that whole time? It certainly wasn't a relationship because there was no partnership to sustain. So without actions, all of that communication, all of that maintaining of a relationship, all that maintenance, all that sustenance might be pointless. Well, if words aren't more important than actions, and actions aren't more important than words, perhaps it's neither or both. Perhaps someone wishing to hold a middle ground might say, words and actions are equally important because they depend upon each other. As you can see, in many of the points we've already discussed, words depend on actions and actions depend somewhat on words. Therefore, you cannot hold that one of them is more important than the other. Ah. But you can learn from, say, fairy tales. In other words, something that is just words something that never really actually occurred or happened or was based in any actions at all. You can learn from fairy tales. You can learn likewise from experience. You can learn from actions alone, just like you can learn from words alone. Therefore, there are cases in which the value of words and the value of actions do not depend on one another. So it isn't really possible to say that words and actions are equal because they depend upon each other if in many important cases they do not depend upon each other. second, last gasp reason why someone might argue that words and actions hold equal importance is that words are actions. You move your mouth when you speak. You move your hand when you write the words. 
words are actions. To claim that one is more important than the other is to miss the fact that they are actually the same thing. Likewise, actions are a language. Just as words can be made from actions, so actions can form a language. For example, sign language. Or even a small compassionate act communicating something that words could also communicate. In other words, they can hold equal importance because they are effectively the same thing. Unfortunately, that would be a fallacy called equivocation. To claim that one thing is the same as another thing is to miss the point that they have to be separate to be named separately. In other words, if words and actions were the same thing, you wouldn't call them words. You wouldn't call them actions. You'd just call them the same term, whatever that might be. Workshins or something. I don't know. <laughs> but the fact that they are two separate things means that they cannot be the same thing. It is not acceptable to equivocate, to avoid the troubling possibility that one may be more important than the other, even though finding out which is more important on the whole isn't easy or even rationally possible at this point. And yet, even given all of the points that we've just covered in this very brief, very brief discussion, there may be some value to holding the importance of words and the importance of actions in tension with one another. It might be the only way but it might not. Even if not, it is still possible. After all, you're taking an action by listening to the words of this podcast, are you not? Real Philosophy is written and produced by me, Michael Spencer Harmon. Thanks for listening to this episode of Real Philosophy. If you'd like to get in contact, you can send an email to realphilosophypodcast at gmail.com. That's realphilosophypodcast, one word, at gmail.com. You can also look the show up on Twitter at realphilpodcast. Thanks very much. And if you do like the show, Please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.